8.43 on the morning flavor. Happy day four of lockdown in SA. If you've just uh, joined us, because maybe you just woke up, taking full advantage of the fact that you don't have to wake up at 6 or 5 a.m. anymore. Hell, you can wake up at 8. Welcome to the land of the lockdowns and the living. It's good to have you on. Uh, keep yourself uh, informed with what's happening in the news. Uh, we see, of course, that it's a big day for those who are getting their Sasa grants, which is absolutely key. We hope everything works out perfectly and that systems do what they're meant to do to help the elderly and those with disabilities. And yeah, let's just uh, hope that we won't have any glitches um, as uh, days go by. Uh, we see um, a couple of uh, government officials complaining about police visibility. I couldn't agree more. Where are the cops? Maybe in my area, there aren't any. Uh, maybe in yours, there are plenty. But there's a general sense. And I watched a very interesting um, press conference yesterday from the Gauteng government, uh, spearheaded by our premier, David Makura. And even he, uh, during his drive arounds at various areas in the province, felt that he wasn't seeing enough police. He didn't feel like he was limited in movement. He didn't feel like he was on lockdown. I don't know if it's because he was rolling with the blue light brigade. I don't know. <laughs> But he didn't, and I get the point he was trying to make. Mm, okay, I haven't seen the police because I haven't been on the road uh, other than coming to work this morning. Last week, Friday, I didn't see anything, but the weekend was generally quiet. Uh, I did see one police vehicle driving past my front gate, but that's because they're doing their normal patrols. But, mm. you know, I guess there are general hotspots where police are needed, and mm. I know Alexandra was one of those places this weekend that needed some intervention. Mm. Um, but people seem to be abiding by the rules, I guess, in most of the suburbs. Some aren't. Listen, but if you're not listening to what's been said by government, what are you doing about it? Mm. Totally. All right. Well, uh, one of the major aspects of staying indoors, Owen, is the fact that it can drive you mad. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not qualified to call anyone insane, uh, but I will loosely use the word mad. One person who is absolutely qualified to say a lot about uh, matters of the inside, upstairs, and in our hearts is a psychologist, life coach, and personal change catalyst, Dr. Tepiso Matenji. She joins us for Personal Mastery. Happy lockdown, doctor. Happy lockdown. Happy lockdown, family and the <laughs> listeners out there. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. How are you? I am very well. I'm glad to hear you. I was looking at the pictures and I didn't see you, so I was wondering if you were there or not. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are all here. We are, we are all here, doc. Now, I mean, this is an interesting subject. Being literally um, locked in your home for a long period, what sort of impact does this have on us psychologically and emotionally? It's called cabin fever. When your movement is limited and you're confined to a specific space with specific individuals for a prolonged, prolonged period, you lack stimulation. You end up feeling a bit depressed, feeling sad, feeling... Um, you're not meaningfully engaged because after a while, the novelty of being in their house and doing the things that you want and sleeping and waking up when you want and eating as much as you want wears down. And then the realities of the fact that you're not meaningfully engaged starts kicking in. Mm. So the cabin fever is part of what we, we worry about for people who are in isolation. But there's also the realities behind the lockdown that are also going to create this as a stressful period. The fact that there are people whose jobs um, are not secure, their, their jobs are under threat. They do not know if ever they're going to be safe in terms of their health. Um, they're worried about being able to survive it. They're worried about um, the loved ones that they are not able to take care of because of their mobility is limited. So there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of fear. Mm. And then there's also the sadness about the isolation and the depression that might come from it. Mm. 
I mean, I saw something very um, sort of sad for me when my four-year-old was getting emotional about the fact that she can't see her friends. And obviously, you can you can tell a child the same thing over and over again and explain it very simply what lockdown means. But that doesn't always speak to the heart um, or matters of the heart when you're explaining lockdown and this and that. And as much as we are parents and they love us, but they also love their friends. They do. Um, and that separation from that social engagement with other people that are significant to you does hit you hard. I mean, we have people who've got relatives who are in the township. They do not have the luxury of spending queues mm-hmm. before the lockdown to go and do uh, groceries. And you know that your parents are there. You can't go and visit them. You can't go and check up on them. You are not sure if they're going to be able or, um, to get the money they need to get today when they're on the FASA lines. So there's a lot of things, even as adults, that you actually recognize things that you took for granted. The lockdown is making you confront the fact that your freedoms are so fragile they can be taken away from you and you don't really have a lot of control over a lot of things. So all of those emotions, that's part of what people may be sinking into by now in terms of um, day four. What we want to talk about is how to cope with it for yourself, but also how to make it a much more, uh, I guess, less stressful environment for the other people that you're locked down with so that you are not just driving each other up the wall. Doctor, when do we know when it's time to take action? So, uh, for example, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group is there. I know their the call center has been flooded since the start of this lockdown. Yes. But how, how do I recognize within myself that it's time for me to get help? And secondly, how do those around us um, help support us? Um, one of the earliest indicators of any emotional upheaval that you are having is the psychosomatic system. Recognize that your body will give you the early warning signs. Whether you are realizing that you can't sit still, you are always finding something to do, mm. or that you're irritable, you're picking on people, the fact that they've just combed their hair and there's hair on the floor, you've just washed the dishes, they've just made another cup of tea, they keep opening the fridges, you're counting the number of times people are opening the fridges and eating, um, you are noticing the fact that you are just tired, you're struggling to get out, or you're feeling tearful, or you are worried, you are just anxious about what's happening to mama and, you know, in the township, what's happening to so-and-so, and you are frustrated about certain things. So notice psychosomatically what your body is going through, because that is going to be the first signs that... Um, that registers the fact that you are not okay. Mm. But then also listen to the feedback of the people around you. They might be telling you, or Mama, why are you always irritating? Dad, why are you, why are you avoiding us? Why are you isolating yourself? You've been on the paper, you've been on the, on the, on the, on the social media the whole time. You're not talking to us. So listen also to the feedback of the people that is around you. And then have conversations with yourself as well as conversations with people. So part of what we are telling people there is that you need to develop a routine for yourself and for your family. Whether it's about you being able to recognize that in the morning when I wake up, I'm going to shower, I've got work that I need to do, or my kids need to be able to study, or they need to read, let's play games, Mm. let's do something for fun, we need to do exercises, we need to eat together. So think about having a routine that allows you to make the day a bit more functional. But then also find things this is the time that has been forced upon me to literally decompress. I want people out there to recognize that while we know that we are working very hard, some of us struggling, struggle with doing nothing. And that time of being mindful of just sitting and meditating and being quiet makes us empty. We struggle with just not doing anything because we are so used to the adrenaline rush of keeping busy mm-hmm. that when we don't have anything to do, we struggle to just be by ourselves. And if that's you, I need you to try and look at 
has apps and things that can help you to meditate, just to sit there, whether it's sitting in your garden, mm. whether it is just doing repetitive activities that allow you to come down. Mm. Dr. Tabiso Madenchi is on the line with us. It is Personal Mastery. And in today's session, we're looking at the impact that the lockdown and restricted movement has on us emotionally, psychologically, and even within our own relationships, whether you are in uh, a relationship in terms of marriage, uh, dating somebody, or just within the family structure. What are your experiences and how are you feeling in this time? I mean, we're only four days in, but already you must have some sort of uh, feedback and impression of your time. 089-110-3377. We'd love to know how you're feeling. Are you sad? Are you anxious? Do you find yourself thinking too much about too many things? Anybody that you're missing, maybe? And if you're coping and doing well, what are some of your tricks in that regard? We will take your calls right now. 089-110-3377. We chat to the doctor some more straight after Kabza and Maporisa. Mtimbini. It's the morning flavor on Metro, Kabza and Maporisa with Amos, Something Soweto, Mass Music and Maestro, M. Kimbini. It's not where Ozong Tola Kona right now. Oh, absolutely not. And that should not be the case. Well, we continue with personal mastery and we're looking at practical ways that we can maintain a healthy mental health status during this coronavirus lockdown and this limited movement. It hits us emotionally, psychologically. We can't see friends, family, sometimes even loved ones if you're not living together. Uh, lovers, you can't get your regular dose of, you know, the good, good. All of those things are affecting people's. Mm-hmm. Joining us on the line is Dr. Tepiso Matenji, psychologist, life coach, and personal change catalyst. Dr. Matenji, uh, good to speak to you again. But I wanted to find out from you, you know, isolation was used in days of war. It's even used in prisons to keep uh, people apart. Can we draw parallels between, you know, that kind of punishment and the self-isolation we're feeling today in this uh, 21-day lockdown? For some people, it might not only be 21 days, like the, the older people, the aged that have been in uh, old-age homes, that have been in isolation for longer periods than expected. And this period might be even tougher and difficult for them. Look, um, I would love the message to go out there very clearly that you are not in prison. Mm. You are actually in a space where you are choosing your life and your health Mm. and the health of your loved ones above anything else. This is not a prison. Mm. That kind of mindset of thinking that you are in prison, I think it's insulting to prisoners who are there uh, because they have to, because they've committed a crime and you think you you are being condemned. You Mm. are not really condemned at home. But the emotional impact is very real. Do not underestimate the fact that you are drinking every night and right now you're still on high enjoying the fact that you can do whatever you want in your house, that it will not hit you. For some of us, we are overstimulating with pills, with, with alcohol and with sex. And we think that, oh, I'm having a good time, when in fact you may be avoiding the fact that being alone, being at home, being with your family members is actually a trigger for you. Mm -hmm. We also know that when we are around family, we tend to trigger each other. And when you are at home Mm -hmm. with your partner in the beginning, there's a romantic phase. Mm -hmm. We are able to be Mm -hmm. together. We are playing games, Monopoly and stuff. Mm -hmm. After a while, we don't like each other. Mm -hmm. And that also means that because we are confined in these spaces, we may not necessarily be able to cope. So Recognize those types of those types of symptoms. Symptoms now because we're working on personal mastery. The main thing is 
for you to be aware. Be aware of yourself. Be aware of other people. And then recognize how you are showing up in those engagements. Because mm. if you are contributing to the toxicity, you need to manage yourself better. Mm. If mm. other people are struggling and they're contributing to the toxicity, you need to be able to communicate in ways that make us all find a way to do better. Mm. Take time to spend time outside in your yard. If you are fortunate enough to have a yard, spend time to do the things that heal, that nurture you. Mm. Spend time doing those things that you wished you could do, but now you are not able to do. That's the fact that you need to be painting your nails pair. You keep, you've been going out to go and do your manicures. Go and spend time plaiting your child's, your daughter's hair. Be able to teach your little one marbles. Maybe you haven't been able to play marbles. You've mm. promised that thing, that table to be fixed for your wife a long time ago more. So be able to do those activities that you you never got a chance to do mm. so that you are able to feel like I am adding value to me and I'm adding value to other people. Let's also talk about the things that allow us to come down and to introspect, like writing, like reading, like listening to music that made you fall in love with your significant other, like just basically uh, fixing different things about you that you've been working on. Maybe it's about developing a, a vision board about where you want to go in your life. Mm. It is important to take this time to also introspect and think about where do I want to go when this 21 days finishes. I might not be sure about my job, but maybe it's time for me to put together a, a next strategy from my job. Where do I want to go? Try and explore those things right now. Nontlantla is on the line. Uh, we'll take that very quickly before we wrap the show and go to news. Nontlantla, good morning. Hello, how are you? Ma? Very well. Thanks for holding. What do you want to say? I uh, just want to say for people, because I stay alone, and for from Friday until Saturday, I was suffering of the anxiety. So yeah. I decided to do have the same routine, like wake up the same time, do my training inside the house, and I love the sunrise, so I'll always go outside, have my coffee while watching the sunrise. Beautiful. Have coffee while watching the sunrise, do your exercises. That is an absolutely brilliant call. Thank you so much, Don Tantla, for that. Doc, um, I- I'm not sure if this is going to be our last segment for this, but we are going to be on lockdown next Monday. Um, maybe we need to consider putting it on the agenda again. Okay, that's lovely. All right, Dr. Tepisoma Denji, Life Coach, Psychologist, Personal Change Catalyst. Again, on Personal Mastery. We hope, if you've been listening, that you will grab something from that conversation. We are absolutely done. The bridge is coming up next. It is a good morning.